0: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Service for all brands of print equipment in your
1: office Yeah, Digitex
0: does that D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 at Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from Digitex.ca, e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location, Digitex.ca, Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy. Office technology so supplies and IT. All right, you can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 135. Jerry Johansson, one of the biggest agents in hockey, he's got Sebastian Aho, Braden Point as RFA's, Brett Connolly as a UFA. He's got Milan Lucic too. You can text us on a Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Over ten million dollars in new and pre-owned inventory. One of the largest volume four dealers in Alberta in Fort Saskatchewan. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. It's a Tuesday stopper and Inspector for the Horses Horse Racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that in, are employed in the uh, Alberta horse racing industry. Wanted to extend our condolences. Uh, Kurt Levins is a uh, blogger on the Cult of Hockey uh, website. He is from a prominent uh, Saskatchewan hockey family. Kurt's brother Doug played in the National Hockey League and uh, Kurt lost his father in the weekend and that's why he wasn't at the draft out in Vancouver. He is a... Uh Uh, Vice President for one of the largest uh, radio chains in Canada so our Mm -hmm. condolences to Kurt who's got a pretty interesting uh, perspective on the game and has been on it of late on a bunch of different uh, things that have transpired uh, with uh, the Oilers organization. Philip Roberg, back uh, three weeks ago, we put out our AMJ Campbell uh, uh, Top 8. We had a little competition with AMJ Campbell. I don't know how many people ended up uh, going on, trying to. I know my daughter Tori, who's here today, she uh, she had her top eight list. I told her she couldn't win the contest because she's connected <laughs> to a family member. But uh, yep. uh, Broberg at eight, we all had Broberg at eight, and it really all stemmed from Buffalo, when it was, a, you know, Craig Button moved to the middle of the top 10, Sam Constantino moved to the middle of the top 10, Weathers get him at eight. Ken Holland takes him at 8. And there were some people that thought, well, maybe they should have taken Trevor Seagrass or maybe Matthew Boldy, or why are they taking the Swedish defenseman that can skate so high or so well at 8? Give me your take and perspective on uh, the decision made by the organization to draft Broberg at 8. Well, I think you pick, you know, it's one
1: thing to say, gee, they were 8th. They could have got him at 16th. They should have traded down. Well, A, that trade's hard to make. Uh, B, you can go down to 16 and watch him go somewhere between 8 and 16. You don't get your guy. So I'm not ever going to second-guess a general manager who f- looks at the player that he likes the best and says, this is the guy I'm taking home from this draft. Whether I'm 8, whether I'm 12, you know, sure. In a perfect world, and that's what a lot of people I know on Twitter are looking for is don't pick them 8, trade down to 13 and get him. You don't know you're going to get him 13th. Kirby Doc wasn't supposed to go 3rd. Right? Uh, no, but he, everybody thought he was going top five. Most of us okay, thought he was going top five. but he wasn't top. supposed to go third. What if you traded down? What if Chicago traded down and the next guy took him, right? So the point is, Ken Holland goes to that draft and the order Scotty staff. Broberg is the player they want. They, get, they come home with him. Uh, I'll tell you, he reminds me a little bit of, um, I want to use as a comparison, Bob, J. Bomeister. J. Jay Bomeister was 6'3", 6'4". J. Bomeister had a fabulous stride and could skate like you know, more than
0: just elite. And that's where Broberg is, right? He's an A-plus skater. Jerry, you know, Jay and, Bollmeister's at 1,150 games in the and, NHL. And all
1: Jay, and and people will say about Broberg, yeah, but his hockey says he might not be a 50-point guy. He may be, he may not. I can't tell you about what he's going to be. But I am going to tell you, if you just drafted Jay Bollmeister and you're going to get 1,200 games and a guy who at age 35 is still playing 24, 25 minutes in a cup final
0: game... I think it made a pretty And represents good his country playing on... He's just a The, the 2014 player. team was the best team Canada has... Had. Like, I know they won in 2002 and they won in 2010. They dominated in 2014 right. in the Olympics. And he was paired with Petrangelo on the defense.
1: Jay Boehmister is today's defenseman. Big in skate. And if that's what Proberg is,
0: good by me. All right. Uh, very quickly, uh, breaking news. The Hockey Hall of Fame class 2019. Guy Carboneau. Hey, Backlab Nedimansky, the great Czech uh, the great Czechoslovakian player because yes, was, he was he was Czechoslovakian not a Slovakian player. when they were still together uh, uh, before they became a Czech Republic and Slovakia. Haley Wickenheiser, Sergei Zubov. There you go. Jim Rutherford as a builder and former Boston College head coach Jerry York as a builder as well. A little bit of a surprise for me with Cardinal. I mean a terrific defensive center. I know he played a long time. Yep, yeah, he was just an exceptionally good hockey player for a long time. Yeah, but he was,
1: wasn't a 100-point guy. He wasn't elite. He I, wasn't a top I, three player on your team. But I'll tell you, you did, You don't win if you don't have guys like Guy Carbone. Listen, I don't – how do I say, Bob? I don't feel like the Hockey Hall of Fame needs to be filled with first-line centers all the time. I know lots of first-line centers who so I wouldn't put in the league. You know, Key Carbone was – like – Let's break this down to the Oilers. Craig McTavish is never going to make the Oilers, you know, ring of fame or retired number. He's never going to have a banner here. But that number 14 was an absolutely integral center on that team, playing below Messier and Gretzky when they
0: were winning. He was a fabulous player, he was the English Canadian. Guy the one thing I'll say is Carbono had several years of 20 goals and 50 plus points, and McTavish did not have quite those sort of.
1: Carbono was a better player, but McTavish was a really good one.
0: 1318 career games, he yeah, had 663 career points. So, uh, anyhow, that 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 is gonna there's gonna be some consternation there with Carbono. I'm gonna tell you that mm. right now. Some people are gonna say hmm, that's interesting. He's that, a, a hundred. I'm fine absolutely fine with Guy Carboneau. He's yeah. a
1: template. We're sitting here right today, Bob. The orders are looking for a third-line center. Well, they might have
0: one. Yeah, based what? based on the report out of Switzerland today right. with uh, Gaetan Haas. If this guy is is 40% of what Guy Carboneau is, there's a place to start. Well, he's coming in a little bit late, but again, the orders. you look at what San Jose's done. Alright, uh... So let's Do you know start.
1: much about this guy, by the way?
0: I've I've talked to let's hockey DB him because
1: oh, I, I heard his name for the first time this morning on the way here.
0: Yeah, he, I've, I've talked to a guy who's a GM in that league okay. and uh, and knows those players well. Okay, says he can skate. He says he's really good on faceoffs, and the question is going to be, you know, can he up the competitiveness level to play in the NHL in a bob six role? And my response to that be would be, it ain't 1995 anymore. There's not the same yes. physical impetus in the game. That is it's, true. You look at Derek Ryan. Yep. Like, to me, this, yeah, this a, you know, Haas, if he indeed, you know, all signs are pointing. And it, it's coming out of the agency business that Haas's name is out there. Now, I don't think there was the, he was nowhere near as heavily recruited, and that's the word I'd use for Nygaard. Yeah. Nygaard was heavily recruited. This guy played well for Switzerland in the World Hockey Championship, and so the Oilers have stepped right shot, Mark. He is quick. Edmonton needed to improve their speed in the bottom six. Well, they were too slow. I have, a listen, I've come from the other side on this a little bit. The hockey
1: world is so well scouted now, Bob, that if you're telling me that the Edmonton Orders found some guy in Switzerland
0: that nobody else knew about? I'm not saying that at all. I've got to say this before I'm buying (laughs) that. What I'm saying is he didn't have 20 teams chasing him. That's That's fair. Nygaard had 20 teams chasing him. I do not believe that in this case Haas... If the reports are correct, and I have no reason to believe they are not correct, mm-hmm. read between the lines of what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I would suggest you that uh, probably just a couple teams were in on him, and there's an opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity. Hey, if they go one for two, if they do indeed get Haas, we know they have Nygaard. And if they if one of those two guys pans out, for sure, right, there you go. We can, we can live with that. Absolutely. Uh, what else should they be doing here? What about Brett Connolly? Well, they've got
1: room in their budget for one guy that might cost a little money here. And when I say a little money, I think it's about $3 million is about as high as you go, Bob, right? Yeah. They're not signing any 4 or $5 million guys. So they are sort of a, like, I th- let's throw out another guy, Brett Conley and Jonas Donskoy. Yeah. It's one or the other. Right, I don't think the Oilers can afford both. I think that we Fair. can agree.
0: Connolly has Connolly can shoot the puck. That's yeah. I take
1: Connolly. I like Connolly more. I like you in a Stone score. Yeah, I think he's
0: understated. Had, he's quiet, like, good. He's had three of the last four years around fifteen goals and thirty five yeah, points. I don't mind him. Right, I don't mind him a bit. Some people would say, why wouldn't you just re-sign Chase on? Well, I think he's going to come in cheaper than Connolly.
1: Well, I, but I think that if you do things right, you might get them both. Yeah. because I don't think Jason hey if someone is going to spend 3 million on Jason good for Alex Jason
0: it won't be the Edmonton Oilers. it's 115 in Edmonton when we come back Specter and Stauffer for the horses and horse racing in Alberta we're going to hit on the Oilers schedule anything else you wanted to bring up Oh, I want to talk about the fact that you're no longer the president of... Now, is it the Professional... Hockey Writers Association? The, the, the PHWA. Yes. Frank Cervelli, who, by the way, first appeared in Edmonton on this show. Yeah. We discovered him here.
1: Yes. Uh, fact, Frank made a, and I made him everything he is today, so he, yes. uh, he does owe uh, us quite a bit. A
0: hardworking grinder that looks a lot older than he is, uh, <laughs> is the new president. We'll talk a bit about that as well. And some of the things that Spec pushed and advocated for. This is Oiters Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched It's 118 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer with the Oilers Now. The Oilers schedule, NHL schedule release today. As we shuffle the papers, open up with a two-game homestand to start the year, Wednesday, October 2nd, and then Saturday, October 5th. Trent won't be able to do your event, my man. Sorry. Okay, he's got an event uh, with the Hockey Heroes game October 5th. It's going to take place uh, out in White Court. Um, But uh, Vancouver and L.A. in town to open up the year. So the Canucks and the Oilers, I think there's four games that night in the NHL schedule. And then on Saturday, October the 5th, uh, Todd McClellan and the L.A. Kings in Mm -hmm. town. Todd will get, I'm sure, a a good round of applause. I think the fans like Todd here. Who doesn't like Todd McClellan? Then you go on a four-game road trip for Edmonton out to New York City. You know, right now, if uh, my man Dennis Liberty and the gang at New West Travel, they're it's looking a at, good road trip. How right? about a New York Chicago trip? How about oh man, because <laughs> you love Chicago, don't you? Spec, I think you're well, gonna here's
1: have. The, here's the beauty of that road trip. I'm just looking at it. Uh, you go Tuesday Islanders, Thursday New Jersey, so you're staying in New York. Yep. And you're taking the train to both those games, and then on Saturday at 11 a.m. they play the Rangers. Where are you seeing 11 a.m.? It's at seven. Well, no, the copy I have says 11 against the oh, Rangers. Let me, let me, wait a sec here. Where, 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 really? Uh, I got a day game against the Rangers. So this is a tentative schedule? Let's, let's, okay, wait a second. If it's a day game against the Rangers, no, then in no, Chicago... No, 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 you got the right schedule. Kay. I have the wrong schedule. So anyway, my point is this. You love a day game in New York because you're out of the rink at 2 o'clock... And you got all afternoon and evening in New York City. You take a flight the next morning to Chicago.
0: Oh, now you're in Chicago. That's a good trip, and I'd love to go on it. I've had the previous schedule sitting here for a couple days, so there you go. There you go. That's anyhow. The
1: you know what, Euler fan, call the schedule up. It's not a whole lot different than most years. I haven't poured over it, but here's what I like. In March, the pivotal March, the orders are home for 10 and away for 6. But the last five, one, two, three, six games of the season. They are of the month, excuse me, they play six home games in a row. Then they go down to Calgary on April 4th. Their 82nd game is on the road. But their last month is a nice month, lots of home games.
0: Uh, if you're in it in March, you're going to want to be playing at home, Bob. It's interesting, Dave Tippett, we had him on the show uh, around the interview on Friday's edition of Orders Now, and he talked about the fact that uh, he's going to get down fairly quickly to 30 players in training camp because he's like, we got to be up and running. Why wouldn't you? So this is not uh, a situation where you might see guys get one or, like, I'm going to give you a couple names, Skyler Yamamoto and Evan Bouchard. Okay, they're really important prospects for the Oilers. Or Evan Bouchard, for me, is still the number one prospect in the organization. Okay. I think I've got Broberg now at number two. Um, you know, I'm Yamamoto's another first-rounder. I, I think I had him as high as three. Some others have Samarukov yeah. that high. But I believe that Bouchard and Yamamoto, they might only get a game or two in preseason, and then they're going to the American Hockey League. Because I think what the plan is for Dave Tippett is to get down to a workable group of 28 to 30 players and get going here. Listen, the best thing for
1: Evan Bouchard is to play in the minors this year. He hasn't played a pro season, right? right? Your first pro season should always come in the AHL, unless your name's Connor McDavid. So Samaruka... Exact same deal. So give him a game, sure. He's not proven anything in Edmonton in September, right? Those guys are going to prove it, Bob, over the next six months in Bakersfield. That's where they're going to prove stuff.
0: Preseason games in Edmonton are fun, but they're almost meaningless. Fifteen goals last year, Mark Spector, for the combination of Yesapul Ty Tyrat and Katari Yamamoto. How'd that work out? They didn't get fifteen goals combined in the regular season. How'd that work out? All right. You can text us at six thirty, six thirty on our Hurtland Ford Text line. Mark, you're stepping down after how long were you the president of the I was group? only president for two years. I've been involved for about ten. Okay. But was but your group was your group really together for the last ten years? Yeah, or? no. No. I, I
1: how do you become president of any organization, Bob? You stand up at a meeting and go this organization doesn't have its stuff together like we're not doing anything right and we're not you know we got to do this better we got to do that better so I stood up and said that one day and Boom, I was like a vice president the next minute.
0: Okay. <laughs> and so when did you guys so, formalize, like four to five years ago with the Professional Hockey Writers no, Association? No, no, We We go back to the 60s. You go back to the 60s. We've been and voting on the on the
1: major awards since 1967,
0: Bob. Okay. How did Leon Dreisettle get votes for three different positions? How did that happen? Well, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Um, we've got 173 voters. Yep.
1: As I've learned over the years, you can't run out 173 voters and not have five or six people do something stupid. Okay? That's just the way it works. We made. A- I know one of those guys. I talk to him every Tuesday. I know there's now. <laughs> Listen, you can't do it. I don't care whether you're engineers or radio guys or sports or whatever you are. You put 173 people together. Some people are going to do things. You go, well, how would you do that? Yeah. So we explained uh, at where- length. Where was Dry Settle supposed to left be? Wing. Left we wing. told everybody and our all our voters more than once Dry Settle's a left winger. Now where the pro- there's two places where the problem lies. We had I wanna say this, Bob, six people, right? Six people out of one hundred seventy three didn't put him at left wing.
0: Just six people. Really? That's it? I thought I read like he was fourth in left wing, sixth in center, and eighth in right wing, or something like that. I don't know. Can't be that, possibly that high.
1: I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Anyway, we had very few people that screwed it up, but they did screw it up, Bob. And I'm here to tell you, as the the former president, we screwed that up. Uh, How would I say? There's two problems here. One the NHL.com site lists him as a center. So people who didn't get the emails or didn't read the emails go to the site, they see him as a center. And two, I think it's time in 2019 to have a ballot that when filed, if you file Leon uh, Dreisaitl as a center or right wing, it should spit it back at you. Should it not at this point? Agreed. I think it should be an electronic ballot that we've been fighting for for some time.
0: All right, so you guys made uh, full disclosure on all of those votes, right? Yep. That was one of the things... You that want
1: you- to find out who voted for Leon Dreisaitl? Go to our you, website. You can find it out. What's the website at? PhD, uh, it's phwe.com.
0: What else did you accomplish in your two-year run? Uh, one of the things you're credited for is you advocated the campaign for more access. Of course, now there's things like... Uh, there's media, and then there's rights holders. Like you watch, you watch the engagement level for a player when he knows he's on a national U.S. broadcast on NBC Sports, yep. versus having to do the uh, the regional radio rights holder. It's night and day difference, and that's something that you can read, like you can see which player. It tells you a bit about the player. Yep. Um, but did you push organizations for better access yeah. as well, more consistency with access? Like
1: I'm trying to relate this so the listener out there could get it. So let's say you're in the playoffs, and let's say uh, Leon Draisaitl misses a couple practices because he's got an injury that no one's telling us about. When you don't practice, we can't talk to Leon Draisaitl. okay? So now the fan can't read anything or hear anything from Leon Draisaitl. Game time, game day comes, it's a morning skate. We have got rules in place that say if Leon Draisaitl skates the morning skate, He's got to talk to the media, thereby talking to the fan. So that rule's been out there a long time. We've been getting it enforced. Nowadays, when that player skates, he talks. And that wasn't like that a little while ago. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we're here to do so we can do our job better. I want more quotes. I want more access. But it goes downhill to the fan. The fan wants more access, and we're the guys that
0: get it for them. And to show you how restrictive it's been at times, let's go back. Not to pick on this organization because they still have the same senior VP of communications. But okay. when the Colorado Avalanche would roll into Edmonton oh. in 1997 and 98, and had Joe Sakic made up Peter, their own Peter, rules as they went. Peter Forsberg, two of yep. the biggest stars in the NHL at that time, yep. and Patrick Waugh, Yep. It would be uh, today. You're going to get, yeah. Stefan Yell yeah that's it that's the only guy that they would right we fight for all that when there's a travel day and teams don't want
1: to do media because the PHWA has sort of gotten involved here we get players right so fans get some content Bob your radio show gets clips and stuff that from a Stanley Cup between St. Louis and Boston that maybe you wouldn't have got so that's what we're trying to do
0: so now Frank's taking over what are you going to do Hopefully, very little. Well, you're going to write a book, aren't you? Aren't you I working it? I got a, on a book
1: coming out in the fall. Yeah. On the World
0: Junior. Yeah. Yes, sir. So you sucked up to all Road those guys. Road to Gold, baby. Road to Gold. You sucked up to all I those guys. For... up. They're happy to talk. Some we... good tales in there, Bob. You yeah, should well, buy one. Well, I'm not buying one. You should buy one. Do you want me to edit again, like I edited no, the last no, one no, for no. you? No, no, You don't need to. I got a good editor, uh, Simon Schuster. I, I keep. I keep. You know. <laughs> A couple. I keep getting offers to write these books. Yeah. I, I already know what the title of my, my book is. Of What's course, I'll no, no longer be working for the Oilers at this time. Yes. All the stuff I knew that I couldn't say. Yeah. There's a book there, Bob. Think so? Oh, I, I know so. Yeah. But you better do it at the end of your career. I
1: always say I'll be way more fun on Twitter when I'm not working for anybody anymore. Then you oh. want to follow
0: me. <laughs> Mark Spector. Uh, Spec, can you join us? Uh, you know what? We might have... Uh, we might have you um, join us Monday. Monday is July 1st. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and July- do you think the orders are in the July 1st territory? They could be. Yeah. Depends on what happens over the next four days. Right. They could be. I mean, we'll find out. We got Jerry Johansson coming up. We'll ask him about Brett Connolly. Not right away, but we're yeah, going to no, get no. to that. Listen, what we learned at
1: the draft was if it took a first-round pick to get rid of one year of Patrick Marlowe, a first-round pick it took the lease to tag onto that to get rid of one year. How on earth are you getting rid of a Lucic contract, a Erickson contract, a Neal contract a, with four or five years left? On, trade, a Zaitsev contract. That's the one that just... How are you moving that contract? Marlow's You know what? One year of Marlowe. I like
0: Patrick Marlowe. I could give him one year on my team. I got to tell you, if, if Ken First, Holland did that similar type of for one year, our fan base would lose it. They'd say just... It's like Brandon Manny. Most of the fans are saying... You don't buy Manning out. You just eat the contract and farm them, right? right. They're like, don't buy them out. Why would you buy out? Wow. Like, why did Shirelli buy out uh, Eric Rybe a year ago? Like, why would you do that? Spec, yeah, thanks for fair. coming in. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Jerry Johansson, one of the biggest agents in the National Hockey League, coming up when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.